Welcome to No Joys Allowed, a Star Wars podcast. This week, we check out Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, where it all comes crashing down. Is this really the best of the prequels? Let's find out. I'm David. I'm Ryan. And this is Episode Number 3. Alright everybody, welcome back. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We've got... This is going to be a big show. Yeah. <laughs> this movie, I mean, oh my goodness. Well, before we get into it, Ryan, how have you been? Oh, I've been great. Uh, doing a lot of Star Wars stuff as usual. Like, I know you're not watching Bad Batch, but that season finale hit. And yeah, while the last one wasn't the greatest episode ever, the one before it was, and there were some mm-hmm. really good visuals in the last one. And more importantly, they renewed it for season two. So I'm kind of hoping, you know, some of these plot lines carry through to some cooler things in season two. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. I want to, I want to go, I don't want to do, I want to spoil anything. So we'll like save our thoughts maybe for the future, but uh, yeah, I liked it. It was good. Good. What, what about you? Glad to hear it. Uh, yeah. So as on the Star Wars front, <laughs> my, uh, my now five-year-old has has really uh started to dive into star wars which has been fun and uh so we're having he wanted to have a star wars themed birthday party so that's next week we're planning that and uh and and it's been a um a non-stop marathon of empire strikes backs uh, empire strikes back lightsaber battle scene okay and <laughs> return of the jedi lightsaber battle scene and that's all he wants to watch and uh, it's it's funny because um, he's he's terrified of Darth Vader, like legit terrified, because for the longest time he kept saying, uh, he, you know, he would wake up in the middle of the night and be like, mommy, daddy, you know, we'd have to come come get him. And he's like, there's a black thing under my bed. And we're like, what do you mean? He's like the Star Wars black thing, the star <laughs> thing from Star Wars. And we're like, what is it? And then all of a sudden I was like, um scrolling through disney plus the other day and he's like that's it that's the black thing under my bed and i'm like it's darth vader you know and it's like the the title <laughs> screen for um empire strikes back and poor I'm kid like, that's i'm like that's under your bed he's like yeah i'm like okay let's go look so you know we we get out and look under the bed and all that stuff and we get he has darth vader's lightsaber that we bought at disneyland uh, just not not the like not that the, the $200 version, just the, they're the like, kids version. They're like, like $35 one. Yeah, like 35 bucks. You know, he has that. He didn't really know who it was from, you know? So we get the lightsaber. We're looking under the bed. Of course, nothing's under there. He doesn't have any Darth Vader toys or anything. But then all of a sudden now, he like has a face to his fear. And now all he wants to do is watch it over and over again. And he gets excited by it. And he likes it now, you know? And he's, uh, so now for his birthday, all he wanted. Uh, he wanted a blue lightsaber for um, Empire Strikes Back. Okay, to, so we could have that battle, <laughs> and then he wants a green lightsaber for uh, Return of the Jedi, and so we can have that battle. And so now that's what we do every day. He's he's Darth Vader, and he has to stand there, you know, because the scene at the end, the the, the the beginning of the scene of the the lightsaber battle in uh, Empire Strikes Back. You know, Darth Vader's like standing up on uh, the staircase, you know, in, in the, the, um, the carbon freeze room. Right, right. And he's like breathing. He looks like a statue. So he's like, okay, I'm, I'm Dark Vader. And he's like, <laughs> I have to stand here and I, I have to be a statue. I'm like, okay, you be a statue. And he stands there. 
okay, turn on your lightsaber. <laughs> I, have to, I turn on my lightsaber <laughs> and then he pulls out his lightsaber and then we battle. And that's, that's, you know, it's been fun. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've done that yeah. playing with my kids over the years. Of course, now they're older, mm-hmm. so they don't cue me up or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. I'm, he, he's obsessed with uh, uh, things that frighten him. Which is, I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, he, he might be like a like a yeah. horror fan when he grows up, maybe. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, you know, because he was terrified of Darth Vader, but now he's obsessed with Darth Vader. And I think it's like the whole thing of like, I mean, I guess I'm kind of the same way with like, you know, I was terrified of Jaws, but I love sharks and werewolves too. When I was a kid, I was terrified of werewolves, and I love werewolf movies now. So, real quick, we have this thing we do where where we put on, we buy a horror game on the on the Switch or on the Xbox, Mm -hmm. and one of our kids plays it while we all sit there and watch, and then they try to pass control off the whole night. We're like, no, no, you're playing it. (laughs) This is you. (laughs) You're gonna suffer. We're gonna laugh and have fun. Uh, that's 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 basically <laughs> me and my wife with Resident Evil. I make her play it, and I just sit there and watch through my fingers. I love it, but it's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, the other the other thing I I got I think you've been reading is I got the the Thrawn book the the the, Thrawn. the new yeah. canon book. I think there's like four or five canons, so it's the it's the first of those. Okay, yeah. So I I um I just finished that one. I didn't talk about it last week, but I, I finished it about a week ago. And uh, it's starting off very good. Like I, I'm to the scene mm-hmm. where where he meets uh, Emperor Palpatine. So I'm pretty early. That's like chapter two yeah. or three. Um, yeah. So is it good? I liked it. Uh, I think we should definitely um, cover it in the future. I'm gonna have to start writing things down before I start forgetting it because it's it's definitely starting to fade from my memory. Uh, everything that happens in that book. So maybe maybe while you're listening to it, take little notes. Yeah, that way we yeah, can go so. over it because I I think it's definitely at least worth an episode um to talk about. I Thrawn, you know I I, did, I hadn't I'm not really familiar with him prior to my reading this. Uh, but you didn't I know read he's a like, big character. like Air to the, Air to the Empire and and no man, oh, man those are so good. I know the only Star Wars books I really ever read in the past was uh like game tie-ins. You know, like I I was really into the Old Republic, so I read all the Old Republic books that were tied into the to the game and and that's that's kind of it. I think I did I definitely did the uh the Darth Bane series, but I don't really remember them. Yeah, I don't I I think they hold up cuz my my uh one of my older sons was saying that they're he read them recently and, and liked them a lot. When they came out, though, there there was no other movies. Like there wasn't the prequels, and they're mm-hmm. really they're kind of cinematic. And they, are you talking about the Thrawn books? Yeah, or no, the yeah. Dark well, Thrawn's in like all those Air of the Empire and all oh. those uh, the Timothy Zahn yeah. books. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but now, good. so all that stuff is not canon though. Now they have the new canon with him and all right. that stuff, and he's gonna be in shows, right? Like that's the thing because Ahsoka is looking for him. I, I, so. I'm assuming at some point they're gonna bring him into a live action eventually. I believe that's going to be the plot of the Ahsoka TV series, the live action TV series. So yeah, that could be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. I definitely think we should talk about it. Uh, I'll, I'll try to write down everything I remember about it and it's, um, but it was good. I liked it. Let's get to the revenge of the Sith, man. We got a lot to cover. Let's yeah. Let's get into the revenge of the Sith because this, holy smokes, man. Okay. If, if the last movie was slow, this movie is the millennium Falcon. Like, it just the pace of the movie just blasts like it's from start to finish nonstop action and adventure and all that stuff while not being episode nine 
episode nine is the same way, like nonstop, but it's like too much, almost in like a Transformers like way. Where whereas this, oh really? I don't remember it. <laughs> I only saw it once. Whereas this movie is, it's definitely like big plot point to big plot point, and it moves really quick. But everything, yeah. everything kind of lands with some weight to it. I think. Uh, yeah. So I I took notes, and it seven pages of notes. Like it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there. With, I'm like at six pages of notes. Uh, I mean, I went deep on this one because I had a I have a lot of feelings with this movie. Like when it came out to theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the third one. It was very, very hyped because it was going to wrap everything up. We, we we all knew he was become Darth Vader or really wanted to see it. And I yep. was, I was really unhappy with, with his turn. Um, and spoiler alert, I'm, I'm okay with it now. I've had years to kind of like rewatch and focus on the turn. And I think I'm with George Lucas and I'll also me and you like talking about these things, has shown me like the through line all the way from Phantom Menace much more clearly, like kind of yeah. how I saw them, you know, rewatching them over the years. Um, mm-hmm. and, but I, I remember walking away just like unhappy with the lightsaber fight and the turn and just coming away like really disappointed. And, and Phantom Menace remained my favorite movie for a long time. But I think this is clearly like probably the best of the three as far as action and pacing and pathos, it's definitely the darkest. Um, yeah. Which is a big win, I think, for Star Wars fans, because we tend to like the darker ones, you know. Not We like the lighthearted comedy stuff, but you know, this is definitely the darker of the three. So much so, it's PG-13. It's, it was the first Star Wars movie to be PG-13. Very interesting. Yeah, I remember, um, I don't remember a lot about this one uh, when it was coming out. But I do the conversations I was having with my friends at the time. I remember talking about like uh, in anticipation, like this is because everyone. I remember a lot of my friends weren't really they didn't really like episode two, um, and I remember everyone being like, "Okay, well now this is when it's all gonna happen. Like this is when it's all you know people are gonna be dying here. This is gonna be dark. Like this is gonna be thing." And and I mean they weren't they weren't wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that stuff during Phantom Menace with, with Lucas saying they're kids' films, and then this one you got mm-hmm. you got him burnt to the crisp, falling into lava, and you know, yeah, man, <laughs> the PG thirteen, lots label. of dismemberment in this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, heads cut off, arms cut off. Uh, I have, mean, it's it gets gnarly. We have one, two, Legs. three, four, five <laughs> limbs cut off. No arms. Yeah, if you add the leg, it's seven something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's pretty bad. I think, so, I think it might be more uh, than that, actually. Yeah, to the point where um, when I was watching it, uh, for the first half, I was by myself because uh, my wife and my son went out to play. I'm talking about this time, like this weekend when I watched it. My, my wife and my son went out to play uh, soccer. And so um, I, I had like the first maybe hour and 10 minutes or so to myself. Um, and then when he came back... You know, he was watching it with me, but I was almost a little like, ooh, some of this stuff is like, uh, you know, a little, a little rough, um, but over his head, I think ultimately. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's young. Um, what else we got on like uh, some of the stats for this thing? Because you made a good list. Yeah. So 2005, I was a year done. Like I'm, I graduated, I'm class of 04 in college. I didn't actually leave college 06. So I was, but I had gotten married and I had a baby on the way. So, yeah, my ex-wife was pregnant. Anyways, 2005, y'all. 
<laughs> 05. I don't remember anything from 05. Like, yeah. what even year was that in my life? Big year for me. Let me tell you. 23-year-old Ryan <laughs> with the baby on the way. <laughs> so, so I would have, yeah, I would have been, yeah, I don't, dude, I don't know. That was a, maybe maybe that was my partying phase. That, I probably was my, my partying phase My mom and dad being like, life. you're going to finish college, right? You're going to finish college, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I got this. Don't worry. Uh-huh. Uh, cool. You know, it was, it did really well, better than Attack of the Clones. Like it did like almost 900 million it, it yeah. lost worldwide to Harry Potter, Goblet of Fire. Understandable. Those are always big. But it, it mm-hmm. won in the U.S. And then a really interesting stat is it was, it's the number one Thursday movie still to this day. It's not the number one opening. Oh, interesting. Uh, that goes to one of the uh, Pirates Caribbean movies, like opening day. Yeah. But it's the biggest opening Thursday at like 50 something million. So it- Wow. All these years later, like what- have there been other big, giant, notable Thursday movies that have come out? I think what's happened is a lot of those like happen on Wednesdays, or yeah, movies have kind of moved to Wednesdays, huh? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, you know, movies definitely have made much more money this at this point, but like it's hard, yeah, it's hard maybe, to get maybe that they'll, Star Wars hype. Maybe they'll release the new Spider Man on a Thursday, and we'll see what happens then. You know, I, I had a couple like interesting facts in here from from my earlier cuts of, of Lucas's script. Um, like this movie has the primary reason of the turn is is Padme, but there's lots and lots of hints of like, hey, Anakin, don't trust the Jedi; they're going to overthrow the Republic. Mm-hmm. And the original version that was much more reason for Anakin to turn, but I think rightfully so. They kind of the final cut of the movie focuses on on him and Padme. <laughs> they were. They were going to have a 10-year-old Han Solo on Kashyyyk. Thank God that didn't happen. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, you know, the, the only thing, I think the only thing that kind of bugs me in, in Star Wars, uh, you know, from like episode one to episode nine, is there is so many like just winks and nods know, at the fan base. Yeah. Not No, not even that. Like it's just so much serendipity throughout the whole the whole thing of of like uh just people running into people or knowing people and everyone sort of you know you think about how many people are in the galaxy I mean on our Earth there's like eight billion people right how many people you know what I mean of importance do you, would you run across in your your own life now spread that out across like thousands of planets yeah like did yoda some, did yoda had to be hanging out with with uh chewbacca in this movie probably probably not. right somehow everything is connected yeah and i, and I, I mean you know it, it, they do kind of i mean they could be like i you know i think we talked about it in two episodes ago like yeah the will of the force right and, and everything's tied together and it's all you know but it's like man there's so much more out there it's kind of crazy <laughs> yeah this little this tiny group of people such major influence across everything. They're all connected. Yeah. There's already a lot of connections with this in episode four. So I think cutting Han Solo was probably, probably good. Uh, Good idea. Yeah. There's a, there's a really cool scene in the, in the book, the, the novelization of the movie where, and it was in the original script, which is why I think made the novel, but Qui-Gon's ghost comes and, and talks to Yoda. And I think it's hitting at like, it was unusual at the time. Like there weren't a lot of force ghosts hanging out, but Qui-Gon, figured it out 
And well, even in yeah, even in the in the end of the movie, yeah, he's like, um, you go to Tatooine and learn that Obi Wan. Yeah, like Yoda brings it up, like, wow, this is it's like a major achievement. Like Qui Gon is the man. But what was interesting you know what I mean? is Yoda. Yoda becomes Qui Gon's Force Ghost apprentice to like mm-hmm. to learn the 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 technique or the yeah. or the you know grow in the Force. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess he kind of goes to Dagobah and, and convenes with Qui Gon or something. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of deleted scenes. I know you don't usually watch them. Did you watch any of them this time? No, but I enjoy you telling me about them. <laughs> there's so there's this really cool plot thread that they that they completely cut. I, everything, all the cuts were all made. The justification is so that the movie focuses more on Anakin and his turn. Like if it mm-hmm. didn't drive that, they 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 tried to gut it out. Obviously, they weren't like there's a lot of stuff in this movie that aren't related to that. But the coolest one though was. They were. They kept dropping hints about the formation of the rebellion. So there's a scene mm. with Padme, Bell Organa, Mon Mothma, and they're not calling it the rebellion. They're calling it like they're forming something to to bring their demands to the Chancellor. And they don't say rebellion. They they use some other term. Yeah. But there was there was going to be two scenes, and then maybe even a third one where those got delivered to the Chancellor. Uh, but one of them you can watch like the actual them talking and stuff in the uh it actually got filmed um i'm kind of i'm kind of sad that wasn't in there yeah i mean i guess yeah it, it is kind of not really in line with the whole the whole plot of the movie but it is it is kind of a cool thing yeah and i think it makes sense too right like they're that's kind of where the formation would begin because by the end of the movie they're the republic really isn't standing like it was before uh right the really cool addition is when we start the movie, it starts off with uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin trying to save the Chancellor, and they, they're, they're doing these jokes, and it is hilarious because R2 is sending these, you know, R2 language back, right? Mm-hmm. And they can't understand them. He's, and he's like, he's like, <laughs> is beep up or boop down? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't remember. He's like, beep is up. <laughs> and they jump in the elevator <laughs> or something. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. That's good. I think that's that's uh, all that's notable. There's another cool one with where like the Mace Windu and the Counselor are talking about like you really got to watch Chancellor like something's not right here. Yeah, but I I think that point is already made elsewhere in the movie. Pretty good. So yeah, they do touch on that a few times. Yeah. Also, okay. it, 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 well, that just hints more like how dumb the Council was anyway. So dude, they were just completely oblivious. It's it's almost shocking how terrible they were. <laughs> like you the whole time you just you know it, before the prequels came out which w- only was a few years to me uh but you you try to imagine what man what were the jedi like because really all there was was luke you know and and leia but leia you wouldn't really see her doing anything it was just always it was luke you know and and fighting vader and so you wonder what this uh order would have been like of these you know these ancient uh knights and and warriors with these lightsabers and powers like i wonder what they were like and they were just they were just grumpy old dudes man just they're out of touch out of touch grumps <laughs> yeah man it was t- it, it just it, i think that's the big of all the things that you, that is the disappointing about the prequels that's the biggest one for me yeah it's just except for qui-gon qui-gon was the only good one so it, it, i watched all his documentaries too like two hours of it and there, mm-hmm. there's one notable thing. He comes out with the script, right? Like they, their principal pre-production stuff is is well underway, and he walks out with the script, like, okay, it's kind of done. 
you know, he George, he, or? yeah, George. Okay. So, you know, the, the scripts were written very, very close to like the making of the movie. And yeah, uh, you know, he hinted at before making it, like there were going to be plot threads from attack of the clones that would be carried on. One of those being mm-hmm. the mystery of Camino. So yeah, you know, all that stuff had to get expanded in legends. So the stuff me and you were rightfully confused about like Saifu Diaz and, um, what was going on with the clones and all that. They just, all that gets put off the side to really focus on, on the turn of, of Anakin to Darth Vader. So, yeah. Uh, the documentaries are cool. As cool as those can ever be, you know, they they can get a little boring, but there's one that's pretty neat. They take one minute of footage of the movie, which is the lightsaber duel on Mustafar. And -hmm. they show what it takes to make that one minute of film. So it kind of breaks down each department and they go touch base you know, down to like the guy that like logs each roll of film. Uh, pretty cool. Very interesting. Yeah. Especially with, well, with that scene because of all the CGI required. We have a lot to get to, man. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is going to be a big breakdown. So with that, um, do you want to run through the opening crawl and we can jump right into this thing? Okay. Uh, opening crawl comes up. Uh, war. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by ruthless Sith Lord Count Dooku. They are heroes on both sides. Uh, evil is everywhere. In a stunning move, the fiendish joy leader, General Grievous, has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. As a separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive Chancellor. Um, and then we are dropped in to, I would say, up to this point, probably the coolest space battle in the prequels like th- this is the coolest one i think this is the coolest space battle of all nine movies um yeah i think i would agree with that that's th- that's a good that's a good uh there is some very assessment. cinematic stuff in the in the new movies there's some cool stuff in the original movies but this is really epic um i mean so much so like the novelizations of this movie a third of the book is like the next 10 minutes like there's a lot going on here. If you wow, if you stop and watch things, there's there's so much going on. And but the movie is only concerned with the two starfighters kind of zooming into the the droid or capital ship, right? Where where Grievous is. Yeah. But there's, I mean, you're watching the Clone War happen, and I think the original script was going to have this opening montage be lots of like battle footage of the Clone Wars. <clears throat> lots of battle footage of the Clone Wars, but instead they decided to kind of focus on what was going to happen with Anakin here as he meets Dooku. Yeah. And, and one thing that I kind of noticed, um, just like y- y- things that you notice right off the bat as, as they're, uh, the ships are, are flying, they, you know, they have these little starfighter ships and they're like going in between these big capital ships and, and there's just explosions and lasers going everywhere. Very, very cool special effects. I think probably, I don't know if any film up to that point had that done better. Like th- that was pretty, pretty amazing stuff. Even now, like it, it, it still looks amazing. Did you see that big um, cannon pop out of one of the capital ships and like blast another ship? It was basically like a big giant ground land cannon comes out of like the hangar bay of one of the ships. 
yeah, it's all cool. I don't remember that specifically, but I was just like, wow. The whole time I was watching, I was like, man, this looks awesome. Because uh, I haven't, I didn't watch this movie in a very long time. Very long time. Because I think this is also my least watched prequel movie. Just because like there's stuff in it that bothers me. And so I don't really watch it that often. Um, yeah, they're kind of zooming down this thing. And, and the clones start getting in trouble. And, and Obi-Wan's, or Anakin's like, I'm going to go save him. And then mm-hmm. Obi-Wan is telling him. No, you know, they have their job. We have ours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, on my notes, I have written down one thing that I that I kind of noticed right off the bat is Anakin, um, he looks older. And he seems, uh, you know, at least at first, you know, his first introduction, his first little lines, um, very like a lot more... Um, I guess battle worn, you know, like he's, he's definitely seen some stuff and he's, he's got a scarred face uh, that kind of sticks out too. Yeah. I think that, that yeah. line there, it helps, helps show like he is a hero at least somewhat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I have written down here, space battle equals pure eye candy. It's, it was just really, really awesome. It's, it's um, so good. That's one thing. Attack of the clones had a ton of CGI. So does this movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of attack of the clones is very, uh, it could it could go on the PS2 and you would never know the difference. Uh, that's not the case with this movie. No, this is like they took it to another level. Yeah. Um. It, uh, we get a cut. Uh. To I believe this is the first we've seen of Grievous, right? As he's like he's kind of like walking in, um, to the bridge of his ship, giving orders and stuff. Yeah. And, I think, uh, I think, uh, here's the first time we see Grievous. He's a very cool character. Um. Mm-hmm. Obviously, so much happens with him in the cartoon. And one of the downside of the of the movies is that Grievous doesn't have enough setup, and Dooku doesn't have enough. It's like the middle of the story got left out of, of yeah. them, and we just see one's beginning and end, and we see one's like end, basically Grievous's end. Mm-hmm. But a very interesting character right away. Like he looks amazing. He's obviously I, like I a, like how he's he's like hacking and coughing, but he's he's like a droid, but not really a droid. Yeah, he's he's, he's like an alien alien that's become a droid he's like a cyborg basically right? he's all messed up Vader, really right yeah there's yeah, that scene in up. uh episode four i think it's episode four where he's he's in that big egg thing he's kind of hooked up to like a breathing apparatus thing like you know and then the guy mm-hmm. walks in Vader gives an order um yeah i mean so obviously that's i think it's a hint towards uh what's gonna happen to anakin later mm. yeah interesting um <laughs> so here uh here they the two jedis anakin and and obi-wan uh they make it onto this capital ship um in order to rescue palpatine and they kind of fight their way in and, and um they get to they get to this big open room with like there's like a single chair in there and it's uh palpatine's in there and he's kind of like trapped in uh in the seat strapped down can't get out and then immediately they are uh they're confronted by uh count dooku well, hold, you, yeah. you skipped so much. What did I skip? <laughs> well, all the stuff <laughs> with the buzz droids, that's fine. Oh, yeah, but, the buzz droids. I, I almost wrote down about the buzz droids, and I kind of left it out. Buzz, buzz droids are terrifying. <laughs> yeah, R2 like, like shocks one, kills it. Yeah, and, and when Obi-Wan is like, he's just like basically consigns himself to death. Uh, he's just like, just go on without me, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm like, dude, that is no way to die. You don't want to get potted out in space. It just to have your blood boil out your eyeballs. Yeah. Like, no way, man. What's awesome, though, is he says, you forgot about the shields. He's hold on, master. Blows the shields out. These blast doors start coming in. And there's, mm-hmm. their ships essentially crash land onto the ship because 
or the buzz droids have messed them up so bad. They crash yeah. land. They leap out of the ships. It's it's so amazing. I've watched this thing like five times in the last two <laughs> weeks. They leap out of the yeah. ship and they just start hacking these droids. And yeah, and ex- like scene. expert fashion. Like these are veteran Jedi droid murderers, essentially. Especially yeah. Obi Wan. He like flips out of the ship, you know, and just immediately starts hacking the droids. It's, it's amazing. And they yeah, I, they leave R two in charge. Also, yeah. And they leave with a little comm link and they go through the elevator trying to get to Grievous. And when they're talking back to R2, he's trying to hide the comm link because they, uh, <laughs> they're being too noisy. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was funny. There there was some good R2 uh, humor in here. Overall, not much droid stuff. Like there's some, but like the, the you know, C3PO and R2 kind of really take a backseat. Uh, in this film, um, another cool scene that that I thought was they have a throwback to the uh, to Phantom Menace, where you know they're at the door and and the uh, the battle droids, the destroyers roll up on them, you know. But this time they get through the door, you know. So it's, it was kind of like Obi Wan and Qui Gon, but this time it yeah. was uh, well, they get in the Obi-Wan elevator and there's like all the, there's all the droids and they oh yeah. choo, 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 yeah. kill all the droids, right? You know, and and mm-hmm. Obi Wan has this look on his face; it's pure joy. <laughs> He's like, yes, more, more, more droids to destroy. Uh, yeah, you're right. So okay. now they get to the room with the chancellor and he is, you know, tied up and like mm-hmm. the emperor Palpatine chair with this yeah. behind him. Almost. It almost looks like the Death Star scene from uh-huh. uh, Return of the hundred percent. Yeah. And, and then, uh, then, then we get Dooku come in and we have uh, the, the lightsaber battle between uh, round two for Anakin and Obi Wan versus Dooku, and I like I like uh, like how this time he goes. This time we go together. He's like, I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. You know, well, a, yeah. a really weird line for Anakin here. He he like gives his power level almost like oh, Dragon Ball Z. He's like, I'm twice as powerful. I, like, are you, my, are you like two point like two times powerful? You know. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird too. That was that was kind of strange. It's not like uh, I'm I'm more well trained or I've have yeah. lots I have lots of battle experience. It's you know, whatever. <laughs> little little cheesy, little bit cheesy, but it's okay. Well, so Dooku force chokes Obi Wan and then pushes mm-hmm. him. So like a force choke into a force push, and he Obi Wan flies into a pillar and is knocked unconscious, leaving Anakin to fight Dooku on on his own, and. Anakin really has no trouble here. Like he quickly chops off both his arms and then ha- Dude, the choreography of that entire situation was incredible. Like he just kind of weaved it like the way he weaved his lightsaber through and just whoosh, there they go, you know. And and Dooku can't believe he's bested so easily and he could see the look on his face and then he got mm-hmm. palped in the background wanting him to get wanting him to kill. Dooku. Oh yeah, and 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 Palpatine the entire time is just—you could tell he's just watching Anakin the whole time and just like studying him, you know. And and uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know like how, much, saying, how much? Do it, do it. You know the weird. <laughs> oh yeah. Once once he gets him, once he gets him uh, bested, it basically Dooku's at Anakin's mercy on his knees, and Anakin's got he's got both lightsabers. Uh, crossed in front of his and in front of his neck, getting ready to to you know end him. And uh, I like how Palpatine's just like now kill him, and he's like what? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. We can't. Dooku, that's not. Dooku's obviously you know? like shocked that that the Palpatine is so quickly oh, turned. Yeah, out. I mean, both of them were. Even Anakin was was kind of like 
hold on a second. That's not, it's not the Jedi way, you know, he needs to be taken in. And, and then you get the, then you get the emperor voice. He's like, do it. You know, the, yeah. the very, yeah, I, very I, scary. I want to watch this again, uh, again, pretty recently. Cause I, I want to see, I read somewhere that he uses his anger. So he basically, the reason why he defeats Dooku so soundly is he like taps into his, the dark side to do it. Yeah. And I, well, I also was almost wondering if, if, um, in a, I don't know how powerful. I mean, Palpatine is obviously extremely powerful. Um, if he had some sort of influence in that, you know what I mean? Either either artificial, like slowing Dooku down, or um, somehow giving Anakin some extra boost of energy or something like that. You know, like I don't know. Well, uh, definitely yeah, manufactured really no to turn him into Darth Vader because Anakin does 100%. does decide to execute him, which is against the mm-hmm. Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. And it's this is never mentioned again, though. Like he suffers no consequences for doing that, and well, but there's also no witnesses other than the chancellor. Yeah, I mean, there's no witnesses, but him and the chancellor, Obi Wan's out. Obi Wan definitely would have had problem with it. Um, but as far as he knows, like that, all that stuff never happened. It was just they fought, and he won, and he he had he killed him, and and then he got you know rescued him and got him out. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's no like he was helpless and i could have captured him it was just a Mm -hmm. you know injuries from battle that's why he lost his head i mean it was war too i mean it's war you know yeah it's definitely a big deal this this is this is definitely a sign of anakin turning to the dark side yeah um and then uh as they're they're escaping um So there's this this kind of a funny thing. So anyways, Obi-Wan and Anakin, uh, they meet Grievous for, and I have here in parentheses, for the first time, question mark, because they introduce each other like they've never met. Um, You know, Grievous makes comments like, oh, I thought you would be older kind of thing, you know? When we watch the Clone Wars, we're going to pay very close attention if Grievous and Anakin never meet in all the Clone Wars. They might not. Because of the Dude, because of the scene right here, like they may six, never meet. Six seasons, they have to. It might just be like Grievous in the ship and him in another part of the <laughs> ship, and you know. I think it might be an oversight. I mean, for the movie, I mean, obviously, when they when they made the movie, they probably didn't realize they were going to be doing a giant show to fill out the Clone Wars, or maybe they did. Um, but definitely, at least in if the Clone Wars series didn't exist, this was the first time they met face to face, just based on the conversation they have here. Yeah, well, um, they get there because they get caught in a ray trap. Uh, mm-hmm. Grievous catches him ray trap, and he gets him up to the like, I guess, the bridge of the ship. And there's these um, these magna guard droids with the, like the staff, the lightning staff that that can yeah, those were very cool. That can block a, a lightsaber, and the, their their arms like spin really really quick. Um, it's mm-hmm. awesome. And Obi Wan dispatches one that the head off of it. But the thing keeps, keeps spinning, fighting. so he's like, okay, well, I, I guess I really got to cut you to pieces, so he slices dices the whole thing up. Yeah, and I, another thing that I thought was funny um, during this whole fight scene, too, was uh, Palpatine was just like, he's kind of like in the background, just like, uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's getting roughed up, you know, and just completely playing helpless, and it's really believable, too. It's really funny. He's, I mean, he can, that dude, he's just, Palpatine is just the master of deception. 100% master of deception. Um, at the end of this uh, sort of standoff, they, they, they're stuck in there. They got, uh, they got Grievous cornered, and he does a very cool way of, of getting out. 
he just blows the windshield out. Yeah, he's says, a droid. What's it matter, right? Yeah, he doesn't need yeah, air. Yeah, he just fl- he just basically uh, he pods himself out into space. Uh, they're hanging on for dear life, all of them. Uh, and then finally, the shields come and, and close up, and then they're they're safe for now. And, and you know, Grievous floats off to yeah, get. Yeah, I like uh, the mo- I like his move here. He not only does he launch an escape pod, but he launches all of them, which traps mm-hmm. them on the ship. And yeah, and it, it like it masks his escape, right? Because they don't know which one to blow up or blow all of them up. I guess it could have, but Grievous is a master yeah. of escape. If you haven't seen Clone Wars, he's always escaping. They even yeah. comment about it here. Like Grievous always slips away. He's a he's a runner. Now I really, now I really want to watch Clone Wars just to see. <laughs> I think we're, just to see if they meet. I think we're going to cover the show for sure. We have to. Um, let's see. So Grievous, uh, so Grievous escapes and uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan are left to land this like half destroyed giant capital ship that is crashing into the planet below. It's an impressive and, scene. Uh, yeah. And Anakin, Anakin pilots the ship. Well, you know, he crashes the ship for him. Yeah. Pretty amazing. And, and I, 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 it's another, another one of those scenes where I kind of just like, I just stopped and watched it a couple times like i rewound it watched it again because it was um like graphically like the special effects were just on another level this whole time with the things coming in and it takes out the the tower on the runway and all that stuff like it just it looked so good um although it is kind of funny that they basically do make it to some sort of runway (laughs) (laughs) i know it's another one of the you know plot armor coincidences like they happen to come in crash landing on this planet and just happen to like be there on a runway as this thing's like yeah. careening out of control through the sky not kill many of the people on a planet covered full of cities yeah i wonder how many people were in that tower though because those guys are dead <laughs> yeah for sure uh that thing got destroyed so after this we kind of enter a, a big chunk of the movie with, without any action so that was basically the 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 long opener action sequence you get for a movie usually Mm-hmm. And they all, the whole next chunk is to happen kind of on Coruscant to set up the, the next big chunk of the movie. And, uh, you know, Obi-Wan lets Anakin get all the praise, you know, all, all the glory. You go talk to the council and, and in, in a very fun in a very funny way, because Obi-Wan hates politicians. And he's like, no, you've earned it. Your day with the politicians. Go have fun. I've got other things to do. Yeah. He's probably going to get a drink. Yeah, and then Padme and Anakin meet off to the side, and you can tell mm-hmm. something's on Padme's mind. You know, they kiss. Yeah, you, you can tell steal a secret kiss. And- yeah, you can tell they've kind of been separated because of the war, doing their own things in the war. So they haven't seen each other for a while, but obviously they've seen each other in the last couple of months because she is pregnant. Yep, Padme's pregnant. Yeah. So there's a, and, a Luke uh, and Leia running around. Anakin, Anakin, uh, he, you could tell he's a little like shook and but he's trying to put on a positive face yeah i think um, it, it's already coming in both their minds pretty clearly that this is life-changing uh, yeah it's way hard to yeah, keep a, a baby secret yep and um we have a, another scene where uh grievous um he meets with with darth sidious and uh you know sidious uh basically kind of foreshadows like you know about the about the death of Dooku. Well, I'm already planning on a new, um, younger and more powerful apprentice. Yeah, and so he kind of he tells the separatists to go to Mustafar, so he knows where the separatist leaders are going to go, all in one spot. Oh, and he knows Grievous is going to be on on on. I think it's like Utapau. Anyways, he he kind of sets those pieces 
and movement here this early in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think the very next scene is Anakin kind of waking up in the middle of the night and he has yep. he has another another dream where he's foreseeing in the future Padme's death and childbirth. Yeah, he has a nightmare vision um of of Padme dying. And as I saw this, um I really started to wonder if the emperor, well, if Palpatine was actually sending him these visions and like putting this thing in in motion. Uh cuz he's kind of he kind of is behind everything in everywhere, you know? And I, and I wonder if he was, you know, giving him these visions, even the ones of his mom, because I think you said something like Palpatine was behind his mom getting kidnapped or something like that. Yeah. Uh, You know, that's possible. Um, I don't think so though, because, because Palpatine really does lean in very, very heavily with trying to seed mistrust with the council in him. And uh, he, when he was in telling the story of Darth Plagueis, you can see, like Anakin's lie, eyes kind of light up in one one spot, you know, mm-hmm. and so and then I don't know. It's possible that he kind of did those dreams. I don't think so. I think it's just Anakin seeing the future and then Palpatine expertly using that input to like really push him over the edge to the dark side. Yeah. Um, the next morning, uh, Padme finds Anakin on a balcony staring off as he does when he's troubled, and uh, he tells her of the dream, and she's like, "Don't worry about it. It's just a dream." But uh, Anakin is not not having that. Um, he actually goes to consult Yoda, which is one of the f- first smart things that we've seen him do when he's troubled. But not smart you know, by Yoda. Yoda gives the worst advice here, like the absolute to worst. Ignore advice. it. He's like to let go of. The you just fear? have to separate yourself from anything that that makes you feel this way. What? Like I know he doesn't know he's I'm, having a baby, but yeah, he's basically telling Anakin like. Ditch Padme, ditch the baby, tell him see ya, and then you'll be good. You'll be a light side Jedi forever. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, but he Yoda doesn't know the context of any of that. I know. He doesn't know about Padme. He doesn't know about the baby. He doesn't know any of that stuff. He's just like, hey, man, if you've got these these fears and these trouble, you need to, like, let it go. Do you, you see get, how troubled Anakin like, looks in that scene? I, I, yeah. Like, why is Yoda, how can Yoda not, just not get that out of him? I don't know. It's mm-hmm. It's really, really bad advice. Uh, and obviously Anakin can't listen to it. So it does, it does him no good. And he basically vows to Padme, like, I'm not going to let this happen to you. It will not happen to you. I will do anything to have yeah. this not go down like I did with my mom in Attack of the Clones. Right. Did this once before. Not this time. Um, we get a scene with Obi-Wan uh, where he's starting to show some some mistrust in Palpatine after this. And, and I think this is kind of the first... Um, the first of, of when, you know, people are starting to sort of get a little wise on him. Um, yeah. He, Cause he, he wants Anakin to be on the council, which he knows mm-hmm. will cause a rift between Anakin and the council and the council and Palpatine. He knows all that won't go well. Cause it's like, he's budding, he's budding in. Well, and the thing is, you know, Palpatine is, is requesting a, a meeting, a private meeting with Anakin, right. you know, and Obi-Wan, I think is the one who delivered the message. Um, and you know, that, Obi-Wan is already mistrusting the politicians and he thinks that, you know, he just doesn't like them. Um, and, and he doesn't, he doesn't like Palpatine getting too close to Anakin. Cause I think he's starting to see, um, you know, some of the stuff coming through. And, uh, and so Anakin goes to meet with Palpatine and Palpatine basically, uh, tells him, you know, he's, he's going to get him promoted to Jedi master, get him on the council. And then he wants him to spy on the council for him, you know? 
worded yeah, worded more cleverly than the council words to him later. They both want each right. other to spy on each other. Well, but the thing is, Palpatine just is is just a master of just playing him. Like he just plays him so well. Like he's just so deceptive and just such such a con man where he just he just gets in into his head, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you here. I think later, if I was Anakin, it wouldn't have flown, right? Like it would it, but here I think it's fine. Here I can definitely mm-hmm. see it's like a it, it's a young person and you have two mentors. You have these Jedi mentors, you have uh this other father figure in Palpatine and they're, they're kind of competing. Mm-hmm. I can see that being a real, real struggle for, for a young Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen them kind of pit against each other. So the, um, the next thing too, that he, he gets from the high council thinking he's going to become promoted to master and they're having none of it. And right. Anakin kind they, of, they agree to let him on the council, but they do not grant him the rank of master in, in which Anakin, uh, he kind of like, Goes off the handle a little bit on him, Th- you know. Throws a throws a whiner baby fit akin to something mm-hmm. like on Attack of the Clones. <laughs> it's oh, I would. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And Mace Windu shuts down really quickly. Yeah, I mean, in just going to show that he is not ready, he's just not ready. You know, even if, if I mean that's going to be your reaction, like you know, you you got to chill, dude. Uh, give it time. Yeah. Um. And and then you know then then Obi Wan comes to him after the, after the meeting and it's like okay so here's the deal, uh we want you to spy on Palpatine, you know and it's just it's it, it puts him in this weird sort of double agent position of like well who are you gonna pick, you know, yeah and well, uh, that's that's like a divorced a divorced parent situation you <laughs> know they're both vying for your trust and you're not supposed to do this to your kids like you're you are never supposed yeah. to have your kids spy on the parent but. Divorced parents no, do man. this all the time, and it's the absolute worst thing in the world to do to, to your kid because they, they can't, they love both of you, and they can't, those things don't sit well in their brain. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's very damaging. Yeah, very damaging. Yeah. Uh, where do we go next here? Um, the opera house scene happens next, but before, before that, there is a scene with Padme and Anakin kind of share a brief moment. Uh, every Padme Anakin love scene. Not, not you know, like them in love, never works. Mm-hmm. It didn't work in Attack Clone. It doesn't work here. I think this scene's fine. But there's an earlier one where she's like trying to be joking with him about love, and I don't know. Yeah, it's. I thought it was better here. It is better here. It was. It is more believable here because you know years have gone by. They've been together in this secret relationship. Like there's that context, right? Yes. Uh, whereas Attack of the Clones, it was just like. It's just creepy. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. It, you know? And, and uh, you know. It's just, so, I mean, it's just it, odd you know. that some of the creep even stays at the end of this movie for for some reason. Yeah. Um, Anakin is, is obviously blinded by his feelings for Palpatine. Uh, and um, even Yoda and, and now Mace Windu are now starting to mistrust Anakin. And it's like, it's just this weird sort of. I don't know, man. This whole this whole situation is just like it's it. There's there's just a no win situation for Anakin here. Um, yeah, it just sucks. Well, it sucks. <clears throat> so the the next scene is is opera house scene, which mm-hmm. is kind of visually striking. There's like these floating bubbles, and there's these creatures leaping from bubbles to bubbles. Yeah, and 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 this scene is great because this. This is where Palpatine, like, he really starts kind of getting in his head. Like, this is the beginning of him sort of, like, just just testing the waters. Like, hey, hey, I know I know there's some stuff, you know, like, let me tell you about this 
let me tell you about Darth Plagueis, the wise and all this <laughs> stuff, you know? And it's like, how do you know all this stuff about the Sith, you know? Uh, and, and he just kind of, you could tell he's just, he's just baiting him a little bit, kind of gauging his reaction. Um, it's really, it's really, it, man, it makes my skin crawl. It's so manipulative and just like, just grooming and it's, it's really dark and, and, and terrible. Um, but he's, he's very, very good at it. Well, so this is the scene I had the most trouble with for a long time because there's so many red flags that you as a viewer see. And why does mm-hmm. Anakin overlook them? I, I think after rewatching it now in the context we have recently, I, I think it makes sense because he's so focused on saving Padme that the second mm-hmm. he hears there's a way to do that, he kind of like blinders come on. Yeah. And well, and, and, and he's, he's upset with the council. Um, you know, Palpatine's sort of giving him a shoulder to cry on in, in, in a way. Being like, you know what? No, l- listen, I'm I'm gonna be the one to like take care of you here. Those guys, you know, that you know, he's just playing him, man. And it's it makes sense if you're in that position. If you know, I mean, he's he's well, he's uh, the most important. He's thing, too emotionally involved. The most important thing Palpatine says here, I think, is the power you seek to save Padme, the Jedi don't have. Right, and I think that sits the Anakin pretty clearly as we kind of move forward here, because. Mm-hmm. You know, that that seed definitely definitely goes somewhere later. And yeah. <laughs> and then the next thing on my notes I have written here, 45 minutes in and a ton has happened. As opposed <laughs> to the last movie, 45 minutes in and nothing has happened. This movie is like bam, 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 just hitting you over the head with just just plot point after plot point, and it's all deep and it's all relevant. And exciting and entertaining. Yeah, so it's cool. We we glossed over a very brief moment in the movie where they they during the council meeting they, they decided basically to send Yoda to Kashyyyk. And I think we get a, a scene here now where Yoda is on Kashyyyk to help them in their defense mm-hmm. um, with Chewbacca. So the Kashyyyk stuff I think looks great. Uh, the battle yeah. scene later looks good. It's all very pointless though. Like, like right, none of it has any tie yeah. to, to the movie. So this is this when I'm talking about cuts that should have made. I, it's kind of weird they left all the Kashyyyk stuff in. Like that could have been jettisoned. Yeah, the only the only note I took on that was I just wrote Wookies at War. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they just have that battle scene on the beach, and it was just it's like okay. Yeah, I don't even you think know. the battle scene necessarily happens right here. I think the defense starts here in this scene, and it might it might finish up later. Yeah, I mean, this is. I think this is where they're on the beach, like kind of getting ready. Yeah, and and Chewbacca's there, but he never speaks. I think he does say his name, but there's like there's, there's at the end. There's no reason for him to at the end Chewbacca to yeah. be there. It could have been um, any other Wookiee. Um, yeah. Then then we have another another nightmare uh, with Anakin, another vision. But this time uh, he's seeing he's seeing Padme, and he's is expanding out. Now he's seeing uh, Obi Wan with Padme, comforting her. And now now we're starting to sow the the seeds of, of mistrust um, from Anakin to Obi-Wan, which is, uh, that's not a good thing. Yeah. So Palpatine did tell Anakin that, Hey, I, I we, we intercepted a message from the uh, clones and intercepted a message where Grievous is probably on Utapau. Uh-huh. So the council, and he tells them like, Hey, they don't send you. They're kind of making a mistake here. They should send you. They should send, you mm-hmm. know, you're the power powerful Jedi. When it gets brought to the council, they say, um, no, Anakin, you're not going. We're seeing Obi-Wan. We need someone more experienced. So right away, just Palpatine knows we're not going to send them. So he's going to tell Anakin they should send you. 
so that when they don't, more more doubt is planted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just again, man, he's just playing him so well, which is just anyways. Uh so we get to the scene now where um Anna, or Obi-Wan, he arrives on I don't know the name of that planet. I never caught it. You said yeah, it before. Like, what what planet was it? Utapau. Hopefully I'm saying okay. that right. I don't think it matters. It's a Star Wars planet. <laughs> yeah. So he he arrives there um where the where it's basically the 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 droid army has sort of taken this city hostage uh it's such a cool scene too like the the the, the actual design of this they're like in this like sort of like can canyon that's like um cylindrical you know and and they're sort of built into the cliffs with all these platforms and stuff really cool and i like how he he meets with um the locals there and and you know they basically having this conversation he's like well unfortunately the war has brought me here and he's like well hopefully you don't bring the war with you but then he kind of leans in and he's like they're here they're on the they're on the 10th level yeah you know? yeah i like these aliens i like them in distress mm -hmm. how, how distressed they are and it's yeah. only obi-wan at the moment i think you find pretty yeah. quickly he has a clone army with him but yeah, I, I like when the, the alien's walking away and he's talking to the other ones and he's like, well, is he bringing more people? <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, very, and, uh, very clearly these, Obi -Wan, these, are, these are the superheroes of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, so Obi-Wan sends his ship away, um, but staying behind in disguise, right? So he, the, the, he basically the droids are watching from above. They think he leaves, oh, but uh, then they start making preparations. So we, we, we did skip a very important scene. When Obi-Wan leaves to come to this planet, him and uh -huh. Anakin have a brief moment before he gets on the ship, and it's the last time the two ever talk to each other as friends and mentor Padawan. They, uh, oh man, you're right. I didn't even think about that when I was watching it. Yeah, and it's pretty, you know, it's pretty heavy-handed with it. He's like, I just want to apologize, you know, I'm right, talk, talking right, to the council, and I'm not listening to your teachings. And he's like, no, Anakin, I tr I, I'm proud of you. You're, uh, you know, a powerful Jedi and you have great things to come kind of thing. You know, it's a pretty good moment. Yeah. And sadly, it's the last time they're ever friends. So or they ever talk to their as friends. You know, the next time they meet, it's pretty, pretty brutal. Yeah, that is rough. I didn't even th I didn't realize that until you mentioned it. Now it makes me even more sad about what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so back to um, the uh, to Obi-Wan on the planet. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this this starts into a huge fight pretty quickly yeah i i i like how he decides to just like no nah, i'm just gonna i'm gonna go for it you know like he he basically does some reconnaissance he 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 finds grievous and decides to just drop in and give him a good hello there yeah and uh <laughs> signature line yeah and uh and then the fight starts and he busts out those four lightsabers on four arms crazy right in front of obi-wan but obi-wan quickly what? like slices off two of them and now he's mm -hmm. down two two armed with the lightsaber yep uh and then you have commander cody lands on the planet with his whole force um i'm pretty sure he was in the clone war the clone wars cartoon he lands on the planet with a whole force now you have like a big battle broken out yeah and, and obi-wan like force pushes them off and then he gets into a wheel bike and then obi-wan jumps on one of those um um creatures with the with a um, fractal or the I forget the name of them. It's like a Bora something. Yeah, and and then so in between this whole thing too. Um, well, basically they they I'm getting my my notes mixed up here. So yeah, they go through. They have their fight, and um, I was reading 
<laughs> Where did you leave off? Oh, the, they're the, they start fighting, but it pretty quickly turned into this massive chase scene. That's right. One on a wheel bike, and then him on the uh, the the mount creature, mm-hmm. and ultimately ends up with uh, with Obi Wan uh, getting you know doing what he does best and killing someone while hanging off a cliff. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, well he he does he yeah, the chase scene's exciting, um, mm-hmm. and then they they kind of that comes to an end. And then he kind of gets on this platform. He's hanging on this platform, right? And yeah, it, he did lose his lightsaber. He lost his lightsaber. And yeah. there's a gun kind of inside the show too. And you know, he's has a high ground over uh, <laughs> over Obi Wan. But Obi Wan like gets the gun, and well, before that, he like separates the plates right inside the center of his chest. Yeah, when they're kind of brawling, and he's, when you can see you can see Grievous's heart, and they're just pump in and like hacking which is was you know that's like such a cool thing too of how he's just like this weird like he's barely alive right yeah it's basically like his eyes and some organs and then the rest is machinery yeah and and he shoots inside there blasting the organs it kind of lights a fire right through his whole body Mm -hmm. and it his eyes kind of explode out with fire basically like melts him from the inside out yeah, pretty nasty. Yeah, pretty nasty. Yeah, uh, all while hanging off a ledge like he does. And uh, I like he has a didn't he have a throwaway line like how uncivilized or something? Yeah, yeah. so the, uncivilized. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, it tosses the blaster away. And really, this this ends the war because they're they've been dropping lines all through the movie. Like as soon as Grievous dies, we got to get the Palpatine's uh, emergency powers removed. Um, that will be the end of the war. They're still the separatist mm-hmm. leaders. They're still like. They're still people not uh, in the Republic. Are like two thousand whatever planets left the or left the Republic? But this, yeah. he's definitely like the leader and the driving force of the of the opposing armies. And with Dooku dead and Grievous dead, that's that's kind of the end of the Clone Wars. Like it's on it's on yeah, rapid it, mode for the Republic at this point, right? And then we get we get a scene of of Mace Windu. Um, he is uh, he's starting to suspect Palpatine. Uh, that he might he might not be who he says he is, uh, and then we kind of jump into um, to Anakin uh, going to meet with him. Yeah, I think and, I think this happens during kind of split in with the Obi Wan fight, right? I it, yeah, it might because Star Wars they love to do this thing where where they put very like they'll do really high action spliced in with like lots of like dialogue and plot, and it goes back and forth, makes it really sucky to take notes because you kind of want to have everything in order. Yeah. And uh, a lot, especially towards the end of this movie, it gets really, really gnarly with that stuff. So he talks to Palpatine um, and it, he very quickly mm-hmm. is revealed as Darsidious. Yes. And, but Anakin decides he doesn't want to kill him because he has the knowledge for how to save Padme. So yes, he, he spins it around as I need to report you to the council. Yes. So I think it's, that's why like, he didn't bust lights or he didn't kill him or he didn't hank. I think he's kind of like thrown for a loop. He, he wants to go talk to his other mentors to kind of get their input. So the scene kind of ends there. Palpatine really yeah. just chilling out, waiting for everything to unravel around them, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I think he knows kind of exactly what's going to happen because he's just got those those seeds laid so well. Um, yeah. Anakin goes, Anakin goes straight to Mace Windu. Which is another smart thing that that he's done, you know, uh, 
and basically tells him like, hey, he's he is the Sith. He's the one we've been looking for. And Mace Windu is like, what? Well, Mace Windu, uh, well, okay. even right away, doesn't believe him. He's like, are, are you sure? Yeah. Like, even though pre- just previous scene with him, he was like already suspecting, kind of, you know, and then and then he goes in and he doesn't really, you know. Yeah. Anyways. Well, he's, yeah, I, I, he's revealed him with his powers. He's trained in the, in the, in the, um, the dark the side. The dark side. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, Anakin wants to go. You need my help. He's powerful in the force. You need my help. No, Mace Windu's like, no, you stay here. You're too much fear in you. Hang out on the council yeah. room. You've already earned my trust. If all this pans out to be true, yep. don't go anywhere. And this is another one of those moments where, uh, you know, the turning points <laughs> that I talk about, where if all he would have done is just listened and stayed there, things would be very different. Yeah, but they show uh, it, they show the decision to leave pretty well. Like you have. Padme and Anakin aren't together. Nope. But they're thinking about each other and they kind of have a shot of Padme looking across the city to a shot of Anakin look across the city. Yeah, it's a it's a very um it's a very Attack of the Clones-ish style uh, you know, large, wide shots of the city. And it's, and it's also one thing I that I did make note of here, it's very tense. Like the the there's no music. It's just this hum. Like this very, very tense, like, like, I don't even know what what the sound effect they were doing, but it was like this, just this like very, very tense sort of hum in the background. And they were just showing these big wide shots back and forth. Uh, You could tell they they were going for a very dramatic uh, effect. Yeah. And it works. And I don't think Anakin decides here that he's going to go save Palpatine, right? And and kill Windu. Like, that's not what he decides here. He decides here that he can't risk losing Padme. And the mm-hmm. only way he can not risk losing her is to go make sure this goes down properly with Palpatine. Yeah. And, and so Windu gets a posse of four Jedi. They all have names in the lore. They all probably have stuff in the legends and, and stuff. But Windu kind of shows up with four Jedi all behind him. And yep. Palpatine just, ex- <laughs> from here on out, he just oozes evil. You know, they're like, I forget the, the their line, but, but something like, We'll have to arrest you to the Senate. It's like I am the Senate. <laughs> so. Yeah, he. This is where he 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 reveals himself fully at this point. Yeah. Well, well, it's not even that. Like they go in, they they know a fight's coming, but I think because the Sith haven't really been around and they've been in the dark, hiding and with their with their their veil over everything. Mm-hmm. Other than Windu, those other four Jedi are not prepared. It's almost like no. Like you, like you're a good football football team, and you know you're going to win, and you show up, and like the fight's hard. We're not used to hard fights. Well, you got to think about like as a Jedi, right? Who are you trained to fight? Right? They're they're probably more so trained just to deflect blaster bolts and things like that because they're they're not fighting lightsabers. You know, yeah, they'll still spar and all that stuff. But what if their enemies in the entire galaxy uses lightsabers? Well, there's only two. At any given time across the entire galaxy, and no one knows if they're even around, right? Yeah. Well, so I mean, Palpatine just rips through the. He kill. He kills one instantly when he leaps forward. He slices another one up. He kills a third one, and he kills a fourth one, and, and that happens in like three seconds. So the only yep. person left is Mace Windu. Um, yeah. So I think, and lore wise, Mace Windu is a very, very, very powerful Jedi. He's he's like top of the heap as far as. Um, combat skill um, and he, prowess with the lightsaber, and he's the only one with a purple lightsaber. Yeah, I think there's some stuff 
with him being um, not quite fully light, like he's done some dark side dabbling while keeping his light side tendencies, which I know. I, I hope so. I like that. I like that for his character. Yeah, which kind of does make sense because he, he's kind of a jerk. Yeah, and he, you know, we're about to see in a second here, like he he does decide he's going to kill Palpatine, which is the same decision Anakin made to kill Dooku, which is a, mm-hmm. that's a dark side decision. Um, but it, it, it's sort of different context, yes. though, right? Yeah. Because he's, he's thinking of it from like, you know, he says it, he's too dangerous to to let live, well, and, and you know, Anakin's like, decision was a was a revenge anger kill versus this kind of yeah, like, and like yeah. I'm killing Hitler basically is what Windu's doing, right? Yeah, and Windu, uh, they have a good they have a good fight, and and Windu does best him when Windu gets him down, um, you know, gets gets his light gets uh, Palpatine's lightsaber removed, and uh, Wait, basically has him on the ropes. Yeah, he shoots that lightning out, and then mm-hmm. Windu blocks it and kind of shoots the lightning back into him and deforms uh palpatine right there which it's a basically a return lightning yeah a force lightning is what makes the emperor palpatine look deformed and and mutilated yeah and and this is all right as anakin shows up yeah and he puts on that weak that weak look uh-huh that you know he's like cowering in fear like oh you know i'm being about to like, you don't kill someone like that right Right. And Anakin, Anakin is very, I mean, he's obviously conflicted because he did, he wants him to stay alive because he has knowledge he needs. Right. Yeah. And so his entire purpose for going there was to make sure that he just gets arrested, you know, cause he's, he's too emotionally involved in this whole situation. And, and the whole time, um, that, that, uh, Mace Windu has, uh, Palpatine down, he's just playing Anakin just to the, just straight to the core, man, just begging him for help and mercy and, and this and that. And Anakin, uh, he, I mean, he gets him, you know, and a- Anakin jumps in, he stops Mace Windu from uh, delivering the killing blow, uh, disarms Mace Windu, cuts him off, cuts his arm off. And, uh, and then, and then Palpatine uh, just unleashes ultimate yeah. uh, unlimited power. Well, yeah, I think that's what uh, he yeah. says. Uh, he, not quite, <laughs> not quite the groveling, bested palpatine no, it was really no, really he, an act to, yeah. he really doses him with it with a with a good uh, a good amount of this force lightning and and sends him flying out the window uh and that is the last last we see of mace windu it's also the Although, last you see of anakin because this is where he pledges allegiance to sidious yep in exchange basically for discovering the power to stop death is why yep anakin makes his decision also, I, ha- just, I have right here, Darth Vader is born. He, yeah, he just killed Mace Windu, so he would have to answer for that. So it's kind of it's kind of decision upon decision upon decision, and th- he could go turn around now and undo it, but he still needs mm-hmm. that knowledge. So I think he kind of just follows the decision trail, right? Yeah, and, uh, and he yeah he submits to Darth Sidious and uh, named him Darth Vader. Gives in now. Yep. this is the turn. This is the part I struggle with the most for for years, and I think it's because okay. it was still too sudden, right? He goes from being a hero, wanting to go stop Grievous and and those kind of kind of things, to the very next scene, he's slaughtering Jedi and children. Um, yeah, yeah. This so I, I I agree. I I was I always thought like the the motivations for him pre- pledging all, all that makes sense to me. It was 
him going from good to to so evil so quickly. But I think I think what's being explained to you here is that it's this is not a like it's not it doesn't work this way in real life. But in in Star Wars, there's a there's a flip that switches. And that's what mm-hmm. Yoda's always warned against. That's a path to a dark side. That's a path to the dark side, you know, having yeah. connections and attachments and uh, giving into your fear and anger and hate. All that's a path to the dark side because really it's not, you can't just course correct. Once the flip is switched, you become a dark, you know, <clears throat> you become a Sith and evil and, and things motivate you and your, your thinking is skewed and, it's it's almost like a jedi controls the, like a jedi like works with the light side of the force whereas like a sith is basically controlled by the dark side of the force right like that's what it seems like yeah there's no gray so that, that's what we were hinting at earlier is that mace windu might be like a gray jedi as then there's mm-hmm. the dark and light and he's kind of gray and if you, someone was to operate in the gray, they would be really powerful, right? Because they have access to both sides of the force. Well, and I think I think that you can. I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of theory about even Luke um, in Return of the Jedi. I mean, he rides that line. Uh, yeah, you know, especially at the end and stuff. I mean, he, you know, he, even you know, I don't know, man, he, he, he almost goes, you know, and, and, um, I think that he, you know, he, he, at one point he does go over the line when he's just smashing Vader up against that rail and just wham, wham, you know? And then he kind of like, kind of flips it back, you know, and, and, and realizes like, oh no, I just went to a place like I shouldn't be there. Um, whereas I think with Anakin here, um, I mean, yeah, man, I think I think he was just so desperate to save her. He just gives in. And I do agree that that it does feel too fast. It does feel rushed. Um, This whole idea that you could go from, you know, wanting to be a hero and and saving saving people and, you know, this and that to all of a sudden. No, you're just going to like it's I'm I'm just going full opposite. Yeah. 180 kill everybody. Well, I think I think it really is. There's there's black and white in Star Wars. There, mm-hmm. there's there's not really a lot of room for the middle ground and at, at least there wasn't for anakin you know yeah it, it must take a much stronger and more you know maybe a mace windu like figure to kind of ride the uh the middle ground and he can't so that flip is switched and he's pledged allegiance and sidious's first task of him is to go to the jedi temple kill any jedi you yeah. see and mm-hmm. and he stays with his his lines he's been feeding him, right? That there's a Jedi rebellion. They're overthrowing yeah. they're overthrowing the um the Senate and all that. Like they're gonna take power. That's the lines he's been feeding him the whole movie. because so he stays in character, right? He didn't tell them, go kill a yeah. Jedi so we can stay in power. He says, Go stop the Jedi rebellion. Right. So it kind of feeds into what he's already been doing the whole time. So Vader leaves the temple and boy, <laughs> uh well, and not even there yet because well, Vader Vader marches on the temple. So now we're going to one of these scenes where it's it's flipping back and forth, yeah, uh, between between characters and things going on. Um, so as as Vader goes into the temple, he's walking in. Then we get this the the whole montage of execute order sixty six, and now we get the montage of all the clones just they're flipping their you know they're waking up and and uh, and they're killing all the Jedi. Yeah, and this is this is the end for the Jedi. So Order sixty six has definitely gone into much more detail on the Clone Wars. Um, 
seasons like five and six. So if we ever do get to cover that, that'll be interesting to kind of kind of show what that is all about. Because here it's just there's an order, obviously like a um I guess a, a something in their brain or whatever to make them do this hidden command, and they just they they've been yeah they're like sleeper sleeper yeah, agents sleeper yeah, sleeper it's cell like agents it's like their trigger word yeah mm-hmm. and you go from montage to montage right so and, and as each Jedi is dying to people that we're fighting with uh, Yoda like feels all are their all their death and kind of collapses yep you have yeah. Kenobi shot he falls off the the Bolotar Varactyl thing <clears throat> you have that one really tall conehead guy um yeah we're done his name it's Aki Adi Mundi. He gets kind of gunned down from behind. No, no, he he turns around like fights him, right? He turn yeah, he turns around like what? What are you guys doing? And then and then he just gets blasted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, and then the twi- there's the Twilight girl uh, in the giant that planet mushroom looks so forest. good. That's, is that planet? That's a No Man's Sky planet right there, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, and she just gets straight shot in the back. Yeah, they got the guy, the Starfighter. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets shot down by another. So people are dying everywhere, right? Next one is like a guy on a, a speeder bike. Mm-hmm. So kind of covering their bases, right? Like they're just really surprised, and it works pretty successfully, right? Yeah, and and then and then this is where um this is where Yoda uh they he he gets his turn, you know, but he sense he already knows what's going on. He senses it, and he does this awesome like backflip over over the troopers who come to kill him and just behead, you know, yeah, decapitates them. At, in midair, and they drop, and 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 the Wookies, including Chewbacca, stand there like, "What? <laughs> what just happened?" Yeah, and they so they escort Yoda off. Some of this is spliced in. I know they they're splicing these in pretty quickly yeah. here, but the, uh, yeah, it's all it's all mixed in. Yeah, Yoda gets uh, so Chewbacca and another another Wookie escort him kind of off the side to a little small ship that he gets in to to escape, mm-hmm. and then. I think yeah. I think here we see Bell Organa fight. You see a, like a Pada one coming out. And you have Pada ones fighting all these Jedi, uh, Jedi uh, clones, the clones, and it, yeah, and right after the 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 scene where Yoda leaves, so that's that's where you get the whole scene with like the younglings and stuff, and it's just like ugh, the worst. This is the worst scene for me in all of Star Wars. I just I can't deal with like kids getting hurt, and it it just like I don't know, ugh. like there to me. After this scene, there's no redemption at all for Darth Vader. Even at the end of, of episode six, where he he's supposed to have his redemption because he, you know, he saves Luke and and he turns back and all this stuff. And he, you know, l- you know, let me look upon you with my own eyes and all that stuff. It's just it's just like, I don't care, dude. Like you straight up brutally murdered a ton of children. Like there's there's no There's like 30 there's, kids there's just, in here. It's and I mean, it's just, I just, I don't know if this is his I, the worst whole thing. I just in, can't. In all of his uh, career as Darth Vader, because he was around obviously for what, 30 years past this, something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe about 30 years, because Luke's pretty young, but you know, definitely a while, 25 to 30 years. Mm-hmm. So he might have done more heinous stuff than this. There's a ton of stuff in the books and comic books, even, even things in that are now canon. Like there's a whole Darth Vader comic book. You can see him do various acts of evil. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's it the yeah the 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 turn of Vader back to being good has never landed that great with me even before these movies. Uh, 
I think it, I for for me before this movie it did. I think it was I think it was touching, and it was. I mean, it made it made sense. I mean, he basically sacrificed his own life to kill the emperor to save his yes. son, and that's like that's a pretty no, good it, redemption. That was good, but also good that he died. Like right. that only works because he died. Had he lived, right. been pretty trouble problematic. Uh, right, but uh, to me, after this scene, like there's, I don't care. Like this, this it just there's no there's there's no touching feelings coming from this at, you know after this and even the whole thing like you know they talk about the legacy of of uh the skywalker lightsaber and ray and, and this and that and it's like there's a lot of memes out there like you know okay, take you this know. lightsaber that killed 30 children <laughs> right <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and it's just like the whole thing is just it's just stained uh because of this this scene and and i mean it's just i could rail on for it for a long time and I think ultimately my final say is like, I think it was, I think it was unnecessary. I really think it was unnecessary um, because he could have done a million other horrible things that would have just as rightly justified him as like evil Sith Lord, Darth Vader. Um, this was harsh. I think. Yeah. That's just my opinion. And and once you make a bad decision, that leads to more bad decisions that you kind of start justifying in your mind. And then the, the path back to, Good decision becomes harder. Like even so, even there's a scene of the Padme at the end where she's like, "There's I know there's good in him. I know he's still good. I know there's." It's just like, oh, she already knows what he did. Like, okay. Anyways, moving on. I'm talk about this. <laughs> it's just, it gets me really worked up, dude. Yeah. Like, and that's this is the whole reason why. Like, I I've only seen this movie a couple times because it just really really bothers me. Um. So so Bell Bell Organa is saved. I think the pattern one is saving him. It's a pretty interesting. He's like fighting off the clones, but they gun him down. So you see them. Yeah. They're not only killing the adults, they're killing the children and they're killing the, the young Jedi. Like this is a, this is a genocide. Of- uh, yeah. Everyone they're, they're, they're getting all. So, so Bell escapes in his ship and eventually you see, because Bell gets away, Bell, Bell Organa meets up with uh, Yoda and Obi-Wan. Cause Ob- Obi-Wan fell off the mount. So they, they didn't catch him. Yoda escaped. So they kind of meet. Um, and start hatching their plan to to try to get back into the temple later to, to change the beacon. Right, right, yeah, because there, yeah, there is the the they set up an emergency message basically saying the war's over, everyone, everyone, come back to the temple. Yeah, and if they do that, they're gonna they're coming back to a, like a Sith stronghold. They'll, they'll just be killed off one by one if they weren't right. if they weren't already around clones. Um, mm-hmm. So the the next kind of scene is basically the the formation of the empire. Because uh, he calls, he sends Anakin to go kill the Separatist leaders. So that's gonna yep. that's gonna officially end the war, um, the, uh, as they knew it. And he leverages this this attack on his life by the Jedi as a Jedi rebellion, and he's gonna use those to get even more emergency powers. And for the safety of everyone involved, he's gonna call an emergency session and form the Galactic Empire. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good and, line. And also, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Oh no no! I we'll talk about this, and then we'll go to the other stuff. Yeah, there's a really good line by um, by Padme. Like this is how Padme dies with thunderous applause. Thunderous applause. That's right. And and kind of intertwined, um, or maybe right before this whole scene, this is where uh, where Yoda and Obi Wan actually they do go back to the temple, um, and they they find they find a dead youngling, and Yoda points out to Obi Wan that he wasn't killed by a blaster like this is he was killed by a lightsaber 
and uh instantly you know obi-wan is like that how can that be you know like this doesn't make sense yeah they're going to use this um, this cover this emergency session to to get mm-hmm. to get into the jedi temple yeah right. so he goes through the footage and and see it's kind of glossed over too quickly like obviously he had to watch a whole bunch more footage but he's he's going to see Anakin commit he's, his his crimes and yeah, meet with Palpatine. He's going to see it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he fi- he finds all the things and and I think um for Obi-Wan in this moment like this this has to be just crushing. Like I couldn't imagine what it would be like to to be him. I mean it would be like I don't know, being a parent and finding out your son is like this horrible mass murderer. Like I I couldn't even imagine like as as a parent like that just that is just I mean, he had to have been completely devastated by yeah, this whole thing. He, like how he tells Yoda, like, "Don't, don't send me to kill Anakin. I just can't. I'll, I'll deal with Palpatine." Yeah. But Yoda knows that. Well, maybe he can't deal with his feelings with Anakin. He's not ready to fight Palpatine, so Yoda will do that. But they can't. Yep. Perhaps they should have combined forces, but instead they split. They split up, and Obi Wan will go yeah. to fight uh, Vader, and Yoda will try to hunt down Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And so Obi-Wan, um, he, in his search to try and figure out how, where to even start, he, he goes to Padme, uh, and basically tells her everything that he just saw. And Padme obviously is in shock because I mean, this is just like, it's just like this turn that to everyone, like, how did this happen? You know? Yeah. And, uh, now was Obi-Wan being a jerk and just telling her, just so he could board her ship and I, I mean, maybe he might have he might have been playing her a little, but I think I think the the importance of the situation all all bets are off at this point. Like he's he's gonna have to do what he has to do. Yeah, and uh, I, you I think know, there's I mean, I'm sure it's I think there's some it's early terrible. Uh, script rights too where where Padme confides in Obi Wan about the pregnancy and all that. It's kind of more it's yeah. probably more presented more cleanly here in the movie. But um, it, it is, it is, and I, I like how it's done because Obi Wan just knows, like he just knows, and and he says, you know, Anakin's the father, isn't he? And she just starts crying. He's like, I'm so sorry, and he like leaves, you know, which was I thought that was a very powerful scene. Yeah. Um. So now we're to the end game. So you're gonna have same thing as before. Like things are just happening simultaneously, right? Now we're gonna start having, uh, primarily the Vader Obi Wan fight. But also there mm-hmm. will be some some uh, Yoda Darth Sidious fighting in, in the Senate room. But right. we're first gonna have the, the ship lands, Padme gets out, confronts Anakin, and I, she doesn't like come out and say all the things he did, but Anakin is not denying anything. He's just he basically just says Obi Wan is telling you lies. Yeah. And he's just gaslighting her and being being a complete jerk. And, and he, he's drunk. He's almost like crazy. He's, he's like crazy drunk on power. Yeah, he's mad with power for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. He starts talking about we'll kill Darcidius together and rule the galaxies ourselves and form it into our image. And yeah, complete like delusions of grandeur from him. And uh, Padme, who is like, I mean, she is a, you know, she's she's for democracy and all that. I mean, he's just he's talking to the wrong person here because that's that's not what she believes in, you know. And he's just too far gone, yeah, to even care. Yeah, so she definitely recognizes that this is not who I fell in love with. This is this is someone else. And I think that's mm-hmm. more to the stuff I talked about earlier, where where I flip a switch and you really do go from one extreme to another. 
like from one person yeah. to another. You're not, you're not even the same person, really. Right. And, which kind of explains some of the stuff that he does. But he's he's talking to her, and she mentioned something like Obi Wan, yada yada, right? And then he's like Obi Wan, and she looks behind, and Obi Wan's coming out of the ship. <laughs> there he is, <laughs> and immediately in his head, like you know, she betrayed him, and without giving her a chance to explain anything, he just starts force choking her. Like your pregnant wife, yeah. dude. That's your pregnant wife. You can't cut off oxygen supply to her. And <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Um, it's rough, man. They went they went super dark, real dark with this movie. Yeah. And later on, Palpatine tells him, like, this is basically where you killed her. You know, hey, you killed her because right. you cut off her oxygen supply. Like, I mean, that's crazy, dude. And uh, so Obi-Wan quickly get, intervenes and saves her life. And uh, they have the kind of dialogue moments. And Va- Anakin Vader is still very out of touch. And this is kind of heart-wrenching because Obi-Wan, I think he has a pretty good line. He's like, no, man, this is, this is you. This is, uh, this, mm-hmm. this is not my fault. This is your decisions and your actions that have yeah. kind of led you to where you're at. Yeah. And, and oh, Vader says something along the lines of like, if you're not with me, you're against me or something like that. And, and Obi-Wan has the great line of uh, only a Sith deals in absolutes. And then they fight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty good. So this is definitely the lightsaber scene between them two is like, I knew about it. I mean, I knew this scene would happen before the pre- any prequel was ever shot. Right. Cause one of the couple pieces, right. There'll be a clone war and there'll be a, a lightsaber fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader where Obi-Wan best Darth Vader and he becomes Darth mm-hmm. Vader. So seeing this was definitely a highlight cause this is something I've been waiting three movies to see. Right. Yeah. And it's epic. And it was cool. Is it, it starts off like blistering fast, right? And they're evenly matched. It's he Obi Wan trained Anakin, so they're they're almost like fighting each other. And it comes out really out of the gate swinging. And from what I know, like these two guys, uh, Hayden Christensen and and you know, they basically like trained for months and months before anybody ever shot to kind of get this yeah. down perfectly and do it themselves. Uh, it definitely shows. It's really an epic lightsaber fight. Yeah, the choreography on it is really, really good. Um, I I like they do they do get into a lot. Of, <laughs> there's the, the only the one scene of the weird, pointless like twirling. What are they doing? Like oh yeah, like, <laughs> face to face, yeah they're like doing the weird twirling going, thing. Yeah. It's like but other better. other than that, other than that, like we are we so if we're if we're just gonna like cover this whole fight scene without going back and forth like the movie does because right now the movie is going uh, Vader and Obi Wan and Palpatine. And Yoda, and it's like back and forth between them constantly, right? But as far as the the Vader and Obi Wan fight scenes, like, um, there's a lot of good, just heavy striking. You know, the the big sweeps. Um, as far as like the their arcs with the the lightsabers and stuff, it mixed in with a lot of the very, um, you know, light sort of almost ballet esque uh lightsaber fighting that 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 they've sort of adopted with the prequels, which is cool. It's all very flashy, um. How far into this do you want to go before we switch back? Well, we can we can definitely switch back to uh, to some of Yoda. So Yoda confronts Palpatine yeah. in the Senate building. Yes, and mm-hmm. I mean it's 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 an awkward scene, right? Because he's he's confronting him in his place of power, and uh, I'm trying to think of what I, I think it cuts back. So basically, he opens up, he walks in and confronts him, and and immediately like 
Palpatine's opening move is just lightning blast, just bam, and he hits him, and he Yoda flies across the room and slams into the wall. Right, Palpatine thinking that he's just won. Right, he's walking over laughing, and Yoda's kind of laying there, and he's he's almost playing possum a little bit. He kind of opens his eyes, and and he instantly jumps back up, and and hits him back with it, just a force blast. You know, just shoots him across the room as well. Uh, and then and then they start to fight. You know, and um, this is, you know, back and forth. What I have written here is back and forth fight montage. Both fights are awesome, except the pointless lightsaber spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Yoda uh, fight does transition in, into the Senate room floor with them like spinning mm-hmm. the Senate seats at each other. Yeah, those pods. Yeah. They're just like throwing them at each other and like all that. It's it's very, very epic, very grand. Um, ultimately, though, uh, Yoda is bested and he decides to retreat. Yeah, kind of. So he he is bested, but he also force pushes Palpatine to like the top right and out, and then he gets mm-hmm. knocked back down to the bottom. Yeah, and so the, the, now the distance is too great, and rather than like resume the fight, Yoda kind of licks his wounds and walks away. So I would say it's a draw if I was to like give it a maybe a read of who who wins it. But it, it could also be read as Yoda, Yoda loses. But I mean, I think knowing what's on the line and what they're dealing with, I mean, Yoda doesn't seem like, I don't know, it just would seem weird for him to just walk away. Like, I think he was beat and knew that he wasn't going to win. Yeah. And I think that's why he decided, like, I've, I, okay, I'm not going to win this fight. I need to get out of here and I'll have, you know, I can, I can fight another day kind of thing. Yeah. Um, because I, I think if it was honestly, I think if it was a draw and Yoda still had a chance and knew he had a chance, I think he would have kept going. Yeah. Well, um, and I think Sidious probably wanted the fight to keep going. It was Yoda who kind of bailed on it. So. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, we, you know, we're going back and forth with the, the Obi-Wan fight. Um, Sidious at this point realizes like, Hey, I think Vader's in trouble. I'm going to, he needs to go to Mustafar too. Now he's going to go to Mustafar and help, help Vader. Um, Yoda decides that he needs to go into exile. Um, then we get basically the scene of, um, they're fighting on the, the lava. Yeah. So, uh, so they're like little floats. They're walking through a room and, and Anakin has this mist, mist swing. It takes out the shields. So the whole mm-hmm. facility they're on starts to, it's around in lava, right? So it just starts to collapse and crumble into itself. And so they fight kind of, through this facility as it's destroyed around them. Um, mm-hmm. th- it's a good hallway scene. Yeah, it's a cool scene. Smashing into walls. And yeah, stuff. This might be, the, the whole lava thing around them might be weaker CGI. doesn't quite hold up compared to some of the rest of the scenes in the movie. Yeah, but I agree with that. It's, it's fine. It, it doesn't take me out of the movie or anything. And then they kind of get down to the very bottom where it's it set up, right, with dialogue. He's telling him, trying to warn him away. I have one. I have the high ground. You know, there's, you've lost the fight. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then Anakin says, uh, you know, you always underestimate me or I'm, don't, don't underestimate me. Kind of confident in his new dark side powers. Leaps up. Yeah. And of course, Obi-Wan just chops off his both arms and feet or yeah. one arm and two feet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really bad. And, uh, I mean, this, I, I saw, I saw, I think it was a post on Reddit that was talking about how, uh, Obi-Wan, he only said that he had the high ground to get Anakin to take the high ground because Obi-Wan is not good with the high ground. He's the best hanging off cliffs and yeah. having the low ground. <laughs> right. So, so in saying that, 
he gave up the, when Anakin jumped over him or Vader jumped over him. He took the high ground and then Obi-Wan was able to dismember him from below like he does. That, you that know? makes and, 100% that makes sense. And it's probably exactly what he was doing. <laughs> it's one of the, yeah. it is one of the silliest lines in a very serious movie. But, uh, right. And, this, this and scene so, yeah, is really disturbing though. He's, he's making these weird mm-hmm. noises. He's got the one arm. He's trying to crawl up. I mean, uh, he's sinking into the lava. Yeah, he's just laying at the at the foot of this river of lava, and he's just burning up slowly. Um, and and Hugh McGregor just sells it so well that the pain and hurt of seeing his Padawan and friend. Yeah, and, and you were my brother. Yeah, <laughs> you were you were supposed to be the chosen one. You were supposed to bring balance to the force, not destroy it. Right? Yeah, all that. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, this is you know the whole balance of the force thing too. Like that that whole prophecy has always bothered me a little bit. Because I mean, what is balance, right? Balance is is equal, equal good, good and bad. Like, what what did the Jedi think balance meant? Like, you can't you can't have balance if you eradicate one side. Yeah. Well, right. I guess the, the whole thing is just they just wanted prosperity and they wanted yeah want happiness. I think they were just uh, I don't know another another shortcoming short sighted Jedi Council thing that's always bothered me. Well, about Yoda that. does say you know be careful with the prophecy cause earlier like halfway through the movie because uh, you know. Yeah, like a, a prophecy misread, or yeah. you know this and that. Yeah, for sure. Um, here, here we see Vader. He's just seething, seething with hate and anger, screaming at Obi Wan uh, while he's burning alive on the ground. And, and this is where you see his first, the first time. I is it the first time where he he you see his yellow eyes? Or no, do you see, that you, in you see the yellow too? eyes when he when he first gets to Mustafar and he kills all of the uh, all the separatist leaders. Mm. He kind of hacks okay. him. He leaves. He leaves Newt Gunray for last. Kills Newt Gunray, and he kind of turns mm-hmm. around with a hood, and you see his eyes, and they're they're yellow, yeah, and the iris part, and they're kind of red around the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's definitely getting some dark side powers as he does more dark side things. Yeah, and here here is another turning point that could have avoided a lot of problems. Obi Wan should have just finished him. Yeah, he should have ended him. He should. He should have just. I know he did. A, he did. A, I, I always talk about. Like I was talking about earlier. He can't. There's no like reprieve for him. But like, I think he should have just done him the service and just ended him instead of letting him burn alive like that. I mean, that's rough. It, but he deserves it. But still, like, I, I a lot of problems could have been solved. He just would have ended him. Yeah, he shouldn't have walked away. I, like I that. guess he couldn't go through with it. This is. This yeah. is. This is as far as he could take his task of defeating the Sith. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, had they swapped and he fought Emperor Palpatine and Yoda had done this fight, maybe Yoda could have gone through with it. But yeah. Yeah. So he leaves with Padme, uh, the ship, and the lightsaber, the, the, the yep. young and killer lightsaber that, that goes yep. to Luke in episode four. Yep. And, and Padme's in a very, uh, his, she's not in good shape. Uh, he brings he brings Padme to Yoda and and uh, was it Bail Organa? Yeah, they basically all meet at Bail Organa, Luke, uh, Yoda, and uh, Obi Wan all kind of meet up on this like asteroid facility thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then also intertwined within these shots is is uh, Sidious coming back to Mustafar and he finds him. Yeah, he rescues finds Vader rescues. on the ground and you know he's still alive yep. and they basically gets him into a uh, a recovery pod. Um, and then they, and then we find out that, uh, that Padme is carrying twins. And then I have right here, balance question mark. Oh, uh, maybe. 
Yeah, the, the new movies like seven, eight, nine kind of hint that that they finally set the balance straight in those movies. But I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, um. And then and then we have the montage of uh, Padme dying. Um. The babies are born, and and Darth Vader is uh is created. He's built. Yeah, rebuilt. yeah. She names the babies Luke and Leia, but she's kind of lost her her will mm-hmm. to live. Like they say, nothing's wrong with her, but she's dying. Yeah, they can't. They don't know why she's dying, but she's dying. Yeah. Um. And Anakin's uh Anakin's vision has uh, has come to pass. Pretty much. And when they're rebuilding Vader, there's no anesthesiology. There's no there's no like medicine. He's just alive. Where they're putting arms and legs and mechanical lungs inside of him. I would imagine his nerves are just burnt shot. He probably doesn't feel anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then they kind of put that mask on him and you see him breathe mm-hmm. the first time with the smoke comes in a real close up shot. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and, and then he asks, uh, he asks Sidious, where's, where's Padme? You know, she, and, and, and Sidious tells him you, in your rage, you, you killed her. And he says, yeah, I was, al- she was alive. I felt her. And uh, and then we get the whole the uh, the no yeah the Frankenstein Vader uh, yeah this is that scene because the movie's ending now you leave with that scene in your head and it's not a good scene you're like oh man I I I think it would have been better without the no they could have just like I I what I liked about it was like you could see his rage and and the room is just breaking apart right like he's just destroying everything around him in his rage and they they probably could have left like at that point or something but the the whole dramatic long-winded no thing was uh, I, def- I always thought i that definitely love him force crushing and killing all the droids around him with yeah. his power uh, I, I do love sidious still manipulating him to kind of submit him mm-hmm. in the dark side yeah kind of you know who who's going to turn to now? He he's killed his own wife and children, um, right? Yeah, so we're definitely in the end game now, right? So you have they kind of all decide Yoda, Obi Wan, Bill, Organa to kind of make Padme look pregnant at a funeral uh, to help disguise Luke and Leia being mm-hmm. set up, and then Bell Organa. I noticed that. I noticed that mm-hmm. when we. So I that's not something I noticed before, but I noticed it this time. That um, you know, in her casket, she still had the baby bump. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So they send Leia with Bell Organa and, and his wife, and they send mm-hmm. Luke to his uh, step family on Tatooine with with Owen Lars and and Aunt Beru. And yeah. uh, Yoda tells Obi Wan, "Hey, you know, will you, will you take the baby? You know, learn learn the techniques that Qui Gon's trying to teach us about the about immortality or becoming a Force yep. ghost." And yep. there's a little nod here where they where Bell has has them wipe C3PO's memory. Yeah. Yeah, C3PO memory gets wiped, but not R2. Just strange why you would do yeah, one and not the I, other. I think they're going onto a ship, but I don't think they stay in that ship for what 17, 18 years, but they're not going back with Bell. They're like going into the Republic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and then you see I mean, I'm, I'm assuming some time has passed, but you're, you see it on a whole of a Star Destroyer, you see Vader, the Emperor, and uh, Tarkin are overseeing the, the construction of the Death Star. Yeah. And then we get a really good scene where you see uh, uh, Luke and the ba- baby Luke and Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew are kind of looking at the uh, twin sunset on Tatooine. Yep. And then credits roll. Yeah. We, well, we, we did it. 
we did it shorter than the movie, which is always good, <laughs> even with our, our feedback. But I'm not gonna lie, man. We, we were we were like 40 minutes into this podcast, and I was halfway through my first page's notes. <laughs> I was getting a little worried. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is gonna go on for like three hours. But no, yeah, it it it's, it picks up. Yeah. Picks up. Uh, so I think where I've come on the on these movies as a whole is I've always loved Phantom Menace, and mm-hmm. I've always had. There's issues with every prequel movie. None of them are perfect, right? Mm-hmm. The issues I had with three, for some reason, always just stuck with me and upset me more, right? And so I've never like enjoyed it that much. But I think yeah. over time and kind of seeing the through line he was trying to do with the turn of Anakin, um, I think I like this movie more as time's gone on by. I've appreciated it and I like this movie way more right versus one and two at least for me yeah um so versus so my, my like, thoughts are so yeah yeah my my thoughts are this um i i i really liked this movie this time around um i've said before that this was my least favorite of the prequels um i think i said that on the podcast i don't remember if i, I think did, you did but last I, you know, episode that, yeah yeah this this one was my my least favorite of of the prequels um previously and I think a lot of that has to do with with the younglings uh scene it, it just it's it's one of those things I can't get past um however, I will say after this watch uh i I think it's the best of the prequels I really think that that is true and and you know but it's not my it's not really my favorite still. Like, I think it's the best. I think the, 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 the flow of the movie, the, the, uh, the special effects, the story, um, the, the tension and, and like the sort of everything that has to do with like just the, the heartfelt nature of, of everything that's going on. Um, I think it overall, it is, it is the best movie of the prequels. Phantom Menace, I think still my, my favorite. It's just to me, a lot more fun, lighthearted, um and enjoyable but th- this movie still was like this was an action movie like just end to end non-stop there's no slowing down this movie and um it, it goes by quick and it i think overall it was it was, it was really good yeah i that's my thoughts i think i agree with you exactly i and primarily i can't separate my nostalgia of seeing that movie in theaters and kind of my my hype of having the movies right having my favorite movies come to the screen so i could relive them on screen uh, so I always have special place and affection for episode one. And I think it's my favorite one to, to watch, but I can recognize too, that that movie's got the, the goofy Gungan fight scene and Jar Jar and all that kind of does it, yeah, bring that down. It, it does. It does. But I think that, I don't know, man, <laughs> the older I get, like I said, the first episode, the less I care, I just don't care. And, and, and I, I started to really, um, I don't know. Just enjoy things, <laughs> enjoy things more in life and, and like really not care as much about like, oh, this is so dorky or so, so hokey that it's like, it's too goofy for me, whatever. Like, you know what? Whatever, man, I'm gonna let it, let it ride and just enjoy things for what they are. And I, and I think with that attitude, I, it just definitely still holds the episode one still holds a, a, a much higher spot in, uh, in my opinion, um, as far as, as, as what I like personally um but like i said i do think that that this one episode three is 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 the best in the trilogy of of prequels yeah i think my trajectory for them is episode one i've always loved episode two i've hated more as time's gone on and mm-hmm. episode three i i i seem to like it and appreciate it 
more as the years go on. And yeah, uh, it's a really good movie. And the prequels as a whole are great. I think they just expand so much of the lore. There's so much world building and, and setting and expansion. And he really did have a big story to tell. Uh, it might be too concerned with trying to tell a story of Anakin versus maybe having like an actual interesting story rather than the endpoint having to be the conversion to Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, how they had some, I don't know, other plots and motivations and things get to, it could have been a little better. But I mean, we, we, these were all directed, written by George Lucas. We saw his vision for for his kind of world, right? Uh, as unaltered as that could be when it takes thousands of people to make a movie. And right. So I, I think for that, they're they're pretty good. Because when it's left to other people's devices and hands and writers, right, you get things like seven, eight, and nine, which are very, very yeah. different kinds of Star Wars movies. So, yeah, I'm still, I'm still looking forward to getting to those because I really don't remember much of them. So there it is. That's that's our look at the uh, episode one, two, and three Star Wars, man, the prequels. Um, I think this has been a really fun experience, and I'm looking forward to doing the rest of the movies, but definitely uh, we're going to work some other stuff in too. And I think that's, uh, you know, we'll maybe do some books or the comic book series or video games and all that stuff. Yeah. This has been, it's been way more fun than I ever expected it to be. Uh, I think I've enjoyed the process of, of going through these movies together and kind of fleshing out my thoughts and opinions on them officially in podcast form. It's like all this lives in my head and sometimes it, yeah. sometimes it comes out and I talk to people, but not as, not in a two hour, three hour span, right? Where it's recorded in time and history. So it kind of feels good to uh, get it out there. Um, Some Star Wars therapy, man. Yeah. Uh, so I'll take us out. Uh, thanks for listening, yeah. guys, uh, to No Droids Allowed. Uh, be sure to follow us at Twitter uh, at No Droids Podcast. Uh, email us at no, no Droids Podcast at gmail.com. And, and more importantly, uh, we need we need the show to kind of grow, or we would like it to grow rather. So rate and review us on iTunes or your platform of choice, um, and share it with your friends. Yeah, the big thing is share it with other Star Wars fans you know you know that might like kind of what we're doing here. So thanks everybody. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys next time. This week we revisit. Bleh. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> outtake section here one more it's the we revisit we revisit <laughs> we revisit okay, oh, that was all that was worse <laughs> okay um i'm gonna change this because i can't say we revisit <laughs> uh this week we i'm just gonna say dive into i hate using that phrase but i can't say we revisit we cover i guess we check out that's cool i like that okay this is Shit. <laughs> that always bugs me when people plan podcasts while they're podcasting. So whatever's allowed on TV. Damn and ass are allowed on the radio, so those are okay. Hey, let me let's pause here a second. I gotta figure out what's going on my door. Hold on. Yep. My cat. Okay. I don't know what that was, but whatever. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab a water. I forgot to do that too. Gonna be crazy. <laughs> It's probably your wife throwing things at the door from down the hall. I know my cat's in the garage, but okay. Maybe you have a rat in the wall. I mean, I might. And I dropped the F bomb. Oh, we dropped the F bomb. Uh, it's in there. Yeah.
how do we how do we wrap this up? How do we wrap this up? Uh you were doing a really good job until you messed up. Ba-da, 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 ba-da. <laughs> Doo-doo-doo.